L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Your path is really, really interesting. Uh, first, like, take me into why you, why you wrote a book. Well, it's ironic, Doug, because as you know, most people who write books, you know, are actually able to read books, uh, but that's never been a, a necessarily a long suit. But hey, I've, I've been approached before, uh, and I never really kind of bought into the idea in part because, you know, I had a real job then, so that when the season ended, you know, I kind of had to go back and do it, and I didn't really have time to devote to it. and you know, to be really candid, and I don't think anyone would ever accuse me of, you know, having a lot of, you know, false humility, but like, I never really thought that anybody would buy a book. You know, like, like, I wouldn't read a book about me. Like, why should somebody buy it? But I I, I just, I disagree. I disagree. You know, here's the thing, which it's interesting. You know, it used to really bother me. When I, when I was at ESPN, when people would take what I felt like were personal shots at you. And it was because you had discovered, and that's what I want to get. I want to get to the, the process of how you got there. You had discovered this kind of niche in cottage industry, right? Mm-hmm. And you were like the guy and it, you, you carried, you carried very little, if any bias into how you did what you did. And when I say very little, it's, it's because anything that, you know, like I don't assume bias, but I do understand that location. Oh, we're all human. Correct. We're all, that. that's my point. Like you just, you just found a, you found a lane and you took it. And how anybody, how anybody could have any sort of problem with that to me was just like, what are we, what are we doing here? So I think it is fascinating because I, that's what this podcast is all about. It's it's about basketball, but everybody's path and everybody's joy, you know, everybody's journey. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my dad was Armin Katan wrote a book called Raw Recruits. Read that that's book. A, it's, it's a tremendous book. And there's no matter a, what we said in the beginning of the interview, like I, I have read some books, including I, that. I know, I know. That's the fake self-deprecating bullshit that I don't have time for. But anyway. Because <laughs> I know you're actually a brilliant dude. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but Armakitayan wrote, wrote, and, and it, it still bothers me, but it's actually very accurate. So sometimes the truth does hurt. He wrote about my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad was in the, in the book. And uh, when I was in sixth grade, I got to join a team and play for a national championship. And we won it. And I don't think it was very close. And the way it worked was you got to take 
we lost in the Southern California Championships, and the winning team got to take two players from the team they beat to go travel with them to the Nationals. So they took me, and they took a guy named Lorenzo Liloao. And Lorenzo at the time was, you know, he's a Samoan kid. He was already physically developed. He's like six feet, whatever. Anyway, so his like recruitment as a sixth grader was part of Armin's book, right? So he wrote about my dad that basketball was a game that my dad loved that didn't love it back. And I thought, hmm. and I thought it, it was, um, it was accurate in that it didn't necessarily you know, he, he didn't have financial riches from it, but it fulfilled my dad. Like, you know, like he had a, he had an MBA from, from Columbia mm-hmm. and he could have taken over his, his dad's car dealership, but he didn't want to, he wanted to be a basketball coach, right? That fulfilled him. Um, it just didn't fulfill him financially. And I would say ultimately, you know, in the wins and loss column, when he was a division one coach, it wasn't successful. But the point is that, like the, the sport doesn't always love you back. It just doesn't. That's just not the way it works. Right. But that shouldn't stop you from shouldn't stop you from trying to love it in return. And basketball is a game that you love intensely, intensely. And you found a way to make it love you back on some some order. And that, that that's anyway, that's that's where that quote kind of sticks out with me. Um, OK, so you grew up where? I grew up in Philly and, you know, went to college in Philly and, you know, looking back and like, we're all smarter now than we were five years ago and 10 years ago and 20 years ago. And like, I didn't know it at the time. I wasn't smart enough to, to see it at the time, but because of the where I was like majoring in college basketball. Because of the big five, Villanova, Temple, St. Joe, LaSalle, Penn, all playing in one building. Like, imagine that. Like, if all the D1 schools in whatever city you're in all played in the same place, like, five nights a week and brought in all the teams from all the leagues that they played in. And you're this little student reporter and you got a press pass and like, oh, my God, there's Patrick Ewing playing against Villanova. And there's, you know, Digger bringing... Uh, Notre Dame and play LaSalle and Jimmy Lynam and Paul Wesson. I mean, you name it. Like, like I, I didn't know it then, but, and obviously I wasn't ever going to play at any level or even coach. I mean, I couldn't draw up an inbounds play, but what, what, what I could do was interact with the media and print media was king at that point point in time, the late seventies, early eighties. And I looked around and I said, Hey, maybe I could be one of those guys. And lo and behold, you know, like we didn't know about ESPN then it was barely alive. We didn't know about the internet because it hadn't happened yet, much less, you know, digital content and repurposing across platforms and, you know, all this stuff that we do now. Right. And we take for granted, but it was a training ground. It was an incubator of sorts. And, you know, I, was I able to uh, take advantage of, of the introductions that were made on my behalf by people who took me under their wing? Absolutely. But, like, doesn't that happen in any walk of life with successful huh. people? Yes. Uh, I'm not ashamed of that. I, I'm proud of that. And, and you know, it... It's really cool. And then a little later on, getting to work with literally hundreds of really talented, smart sports people. You're one of them. I I, I miss those days. I miss some of our battles on the air because you were so damn informed that you were not an easy mark like some other people. (laughs) But, uh, you, you know, it it. It has been a Walter Mitty-like, Forrest Gump-like even experience. And, and to, to, to tell that story in the book, which I think is where we started this part of the conversation, right? is like the, the co-author, good, really good guy, Dave Smale out of Kansas City, he had to convince me that it wasn't going to be like, you know, 
Joe Lenardi was born at a very young age, very close to his mother, blah, 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 blah. And it would be about this thing that we all love, this phenomena of which bracketology quite literally has become a, a pretty big part. And there was no plan for that. Uh, I wasn't, this is not self-deprecating. Like, I don't make business plans. Like, I don't know how to do that. Me neither. Right? Like, okay. I just kind of. So, okay, so so yeah. how did you go from, you're, cover, you're covering these games in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, to bracketology. Like, when, when was the first time right. that you, how did it, how did the light bulb go off? And was well, it you or somebody else? What happened? There was a bridge uh, that, that that was crossed and it was like a lot of these things turned out to be, you know, accidental and then unintended consequences. Right. I, I got affiliated with the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook. And for Great. anybody who doesn't know about it, you know, back again in the day before the Internet and and and, and it's still very good now. It's still very good. Right. And what Blue Ribbon is, is like to call it a preseason magazine is really a disservice. Right. Like it's a phone book. Like we didn't spend any money on pictures or graphics or anything fancy. It was meat and potatoes of every team in the country. And Chris Wallace, who founded it, who's now, you know, for reasons I can't quite fully explain, still a GM in the NBA. <laughs> God love him. Uh, he brought me on as an editor. Well, first as a, my first assignment. One summer, I covered the Ivy League. Okay, and then and then it went on to uh, become an editor and then a managing editor. And I was assigning writers all around the country to cover leagues and and places I never heard of. That's how I met Andy Katz. Uh, he he wrote for Blue Ribbon. So like, yeah, if you like Andy and you think he gets too much exposure, it's my fault. Uh, <laughs> and and then when 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 Chris Wallace you know was easing out and, and beginning to work in various NBA roles, uh, the Heat and 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 then the Celtics and then the the Grizzlies, I took it over in the early nineties, and uh, you know it wasn't a large subscriber base, but the people who did subscribe were the people in the sport. Right. Right. And that was a good thing. Uh, and and because we could never seem to grow the base beyond the junkies in the hardcore fans in the beginning of the year, because like even people who really like college basketball, most of them don't want to read a 400 page book in October. Right. They just don't. No, but it's it's but, but it's a reference it's, book. Yes. Yeah. You know, if you're doing a game, if you get like even today, I'll get. Like I was talking to Dave Rebson yesterday, right? Our old buddy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, if I have, you know, Wisconsin against Arkansas Pine Bluff, what do I do on November 6th? I pick up Blue Ribbon. Of course. Today. Today. And my invention, if you will, was I, I took to Chris Wallace, who was still a financial partner, and Chris Storch, my, my working partner. Uh, who's running it now and still doing a great job, like you said, Doug. Uh, I said, you know, maybe the audience is the postseason. If we could somehow do a tournament preview when the bracket comes out, give it the full blue ribbon, you know, depth of attention. Like, is there a window between, in those days, Sunday night at 6 o'clock and mm -hmm. Thursday at noon? Mm -hmm. To get something in people's hands, because, you know, there was no, like, emailing a PDF or, you know, kindling or or whatever. Like, if, if, if you were assigned to Boise State, you got one paragraph of small print in USA Today. That was it. And, like, we're like, we can do better than that. And my job was to make that happen. And it was a critical success. ESPN bought 500 books. CBS bought it for all their on-air people. Doug, I looked up, opening minute of the tournament, there's Nance sitting at the desk with my book in 1995. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, this is maybe something, right? Because I'm just this guy in Philly with nothing. 
Right. But we didn't make any money because Mr. Non-Business Plan had assigned <laughs> like 100 teams around the country because I didn't know who was going to be in the field. And we had to be ready to go to print right away. So light bulb, right? You know, uh-huh. You sit back after a fashion and go, well, suppose we can get 100 to 80 or 70 or 64 or close to it. And we're not paying for all those extra writers and printing and typesetting and galley, you know, all that stuff that goes into a hard copy product. So bracketology really was an effort to make the book easier. So me learning about how, how they did it, how they did it so that we wouldn't have to do as much work. So I jokingly say, you know, it was just laziness. <laughs> no, it's okay. So no, of course it okay, was. So how did you, okay. So you have this idea. This is what year. Uh, the uh, Chris and Chris and I went to a Tennessee, Florida game at Thompson bowling arena. Uh, the, 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 um, it would have been 95. We did the first book in, in, in March of 95. So this was January of 95. And um, I said, I really think that we can do this. Uh, and any, it was really bumpy the first year or two, both the business side and fulfillment and, you know, Dorch and company working on that end of it. Me in, 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 in my office at St. Joe's with like 10 just hardcore people like you or me sitting there banging out stories and, and keeping track of conference tournament games all over America and every ESPN channel on, on, on these old, you know, you know, picture tube TVs. And, and literally, you'll appreciate this, literally me sitting there, I assigned a, a kid one year to count the number of teams that Digger put into the Sweet 16. Talking about <laughs> in the run-up, right? Oh, there's a Sweet 16. And, you know, we love them. But, yeah, 37. And, and you know, I finally get to ESPN years later, and I tell him that story. And, you know, he was as gracious as, you know, we all remember. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and then he'd be like, you know, and knows it. Well, Marty, where'd you get all these teams? I'm like, Digger, I don't know how you do it, but I just get to 64 and stop. <laughs> you know, because there's, oh, a, yeah, there's a little, bit of, there's a little bit of a limit field. there. And, and uh, that experience of learning the process and good Lord, I look back now and I think of all the things I didn't know, right? But frankly, neither did the committee, right? Like they were, I was doing a half-assed job, but so were they. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. By, by the way, um, Florida, Tennessee that year. Do you remember who won the game? Uh, I, I think Florida did. They had Andrew DeClerc. Uh Yes, that, and Demet Hook. They went to the Final Four. Uh, no, they went to the Final Four in 94, not The year before. The yeah, year before. They, they still, they still You know, there was Lon. Lon was the young coach. His little son was on the bench, remember? Yeah. He's probably I, like I always went to Florida. Old. I almost went to Florida. Uh, in mm-hmm. for 95 96. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, they stomped uh, uh, Tennessee was bad that year. That yeah. was, um, I think, that was, that, I, think was, I think it was the first year of Kevin O'Neill being there. And well, and then uh, what really, really are uh, obscure trivia after the game, as we were sitting around yakking, uh, here, here comes the Tennessee women to practice, right? And I, I, I wouldn't know Pat Summit, like, she wouldn't know me at that time, late like Pat Summit. And like, I had no idea that these big time women's programs had guys practice with their teams to beat on the girls, like in the lane. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you can get a rebound against, you know, this six, six kid from, from, you know, the intramural team, then you can get a rebound in the tournament. And I'm like, Whoa, like I was really naive and wet behind the ears uh, in, 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 in that period. But then also around that time, Wallace, Chris Wallace, during Champ Week at ESPN, was the guy on the desk with Bob Lee. I didn't know that. Okay. And and Wallace said something like, you know, they were starting a website, which wasn't even called ESPN.com. It was called SportsZone out of Seattle, Washington. And Wallace was like, you know, in his good old boy way, you ought to talk to Lenardi. He's got good stuff. And and uh, Howie Schwab was involved in this conversation, believe it or not. Uh, and an editor who's still there by the name of David uh, Schoenfeld on the baseball side. And we were like, you know, I'm like, hey, can you run like these? I got these little projections for the field on a napkin like a month out. Why don't you run them? And stick the 800 number on the bottom for people to order the book. And we won't pay for the ad and you won't pay for the projections. I'll just give them to you. Well, Doug, it was like instant insanity. Even though people had to like click 43 layers in to find it. And there was no picture. There was nothing. It was just like a typewritten page, basically. uh, In the very, very primitive days of web design. Uh, but man, it, it, it took off really, it was just, a, you know, maybe three, four years after that, that I started getting paid by ESPN to do it, s- sold my blue ribbon share and took this portion of my hobby on to, to the network. Because like, I always, like I had a job and little kids, like I couldn't, there was only so much freelancing I could fit into you know, the world. And uh, I was still helping out with the book and still helping out with the tournament guide. But, you know, Dortz and, and his team took it over and did that for a few more years. And then in 02, I don't know if you remember Mark Preisler. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. We, you know, great producer at ESPN. Like I'm sitting in my office one day and he calls me and he's like, uh, you, you ever do TV? And I'm like, well, only in my role as a spokesperson for the university, not like IFB in the year, talk about Duke, right? And I went down to an uplink place. I did a couple of hits on ESPN News. Apparently, it wasn't a disaster. Uh, and they brought me, start bringing me up. Remember that old ESPN News studio in the middle of the newsroom? Yeah. You lived there. Before I got my Called Being in the Box. So yeah, exactly. And you know, in the box, it was literally like a, a, a short par three to radio in those days from where they were, right? Like, like you, you could 
you know, there was a newsroom, a bathroom and radio. And that was where I got my start. I started going up in 02 was my first selection Sunday in Bristol. And that streak was uninterrupted until four days ago when I did it from my house. <laughs> right. So 20 straight years of, you know, putting up with you guys on Selection Sunday. Tell me how wrong I was. <laughs> so um, um, that's, that's amazing. Right. Like it's, it's, it's like I, I kind of all coming back to me, too, because I had I, I filled in for a guy named Todd Wright. I remember uh, Todd Wright. He did an extra job overnight radio. I used to be on his show when I was in college. Wasn't it and, all night with Todd Wright or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. after after 9-11, mm -hmm. he wouldn't get on a plane to do two shows. So I I was like a I was I still was playing. I played it was after playing one year in Russia. Mm -hmm. Um Louise Cornetta, who's now doing um who's now doing podcasts, she was his producer. She helped yep. bring me up there. Anyway, that was my first time up in Bristol. Then I did an audition in Bristol couple years later and then i i got well i was full-time the following year so this is like 2003 i was full anyway i'll never mm -hmm. forget first day i'm there i pulled in i parked you know i'm like getting my badge i'm super right. excited and i run into howie schwab right who i don't who i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know anything about and he's like mm, doug gottlieb oklahoma state he starts like reading off reading like off your stats, stats. Oh, i like know seven all-time assists 937 like you know you're right behind greg three behind greg anthony and then he's like starts going through your could you break like i was like oh my i know like, like he's what, a, what he's am i doing freak. like yeah. he let's be yeah. honest so uh like people call so, me a nerd so uh and then how i got my start in television there because i'd done games right but i went in and i i saw which you I should like, still do by the way yes because so I, you're I, like you, you know God love you for everything you do, but like, I think your best is doing games. I appreciate that. I, and, I, you I, know, because my Hawks don't, you know, generally win a lot of tournament games and you and Spiro happened to do the last one that we won, it might come up on my timeline occasionally. And it just makes me smile because I know you. Yeah, it was it was that was an incredible game, right? Where there's a tip in yes. after the buzzer, yep. an yep. unbelievable right. game from Cincinnati yep. in, in, uh, yep. in Spokane. Yep. Um, and of course, I was there at the most famous St. Joe game where they lost to Oklahoma State in 04. Right. Okay? right. And, and, yeah, I mean, and here's and here's the, here's the story to that one. So I had done a couple of St. Joe's games that year. I remember. And I was driving down to see the coach Sutton that got me tickets. And Sean Sutton's like going over every pit of the scouting report with us. Okay, now, now, do you have any of their calls? Like, I don't have any of their calls, Sean. I was, it was a super, their gym is tiny. It's super yeah. loud and they were great and you couldn't hear anything. I, and, you know, right. and do you, I was like, oh, I, I can tell you I'm personnel. Anyway, I just remember. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, so when was the first time it became bracketology? We talk about that a lot in the book. We're not entirely. Sure. Uh, the, the, it, it, apparently, I did a, a, a print interview for, a, for a, a, a buddy in Philly who was the college columnist for the Inquirer in 95 or 96. It, this would have been around Curry Kittle's Villanova time. Uh, and, you know, the, the quite, what are Villanova's chances? Can they be this seed or that seed? And that year, Temple was on the bubble. And what do you think of that? And 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 the article we dug out, the line is, you know, said Joe Lenardi of Drexel Hill, PA, who calls himself a bracketologist. Did, now, did you actually call yourself a bracketologist? I don't remember. I, I really don't remember. It's a it's a it's a it's a I mean, honestly, it's an unbelievable name for what you do. It does. <laughs> it does. Like, let's be honest. Says it all. It, it it does, but it also, and it has like a scientific feel to it, which I get, <laughs> right? But it also has a little bit of proctology to it, like it feels oh, like yeah. proctologist, bracketologist, and you know, you've been a pain in in Billis's ass for twenty yes. years now, yes. right? And it's, and, it's, and now it's like famously getting along. 
And I don't really know what I did differently. I, I think here's the thing. I get along very well with Jay now as well. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't initially. Right. Uh, we talked about it on a pod a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, I'm sure it was a little bit of him kind of, you know, peeing on the peeing on his street to Marcus territory, but I did halftime, did one halftime with him and he like turned his back to me on set. Like he didn't like, he didn't like that at all. Right. Well, I mean, but, you know, uh, but, but but here's the here's why I think you have been welcomed into that family. And I think this is why Jay has been really good to me as well, which is once the guys figure out, like, you're the same for everybody. Yeah. Like, you don't really play favorites yeah. and you're just you and this is your lane and you're not trying to call games. You're not trying to. He's got his thing. You got yours. You got it. And he's actually a great dude. Exactly. Did, yeah, it just it just took a little bit of while to break the ice because he's trying to figure out who's this Lenardi guy. Yeah, and right. Philly, right. the Philly guy, he's got all the answers. Yeah, and, and nobody likes that kid in school, right? Nobody likes. Well, the you kid like to sit the next back to the room, room that's got yeah, the. No, no, nobody no, likes that guy. And then look, I'm a you know, like I had a, I I had a, um. I did an interview once when I was at CBS that the CBS bosses didn't like, but it's actually totally accurate where I said, you know, the the big challenge when you're calling a game is to be a know-it-all, but not act like a know-it-all. Right. Like that's the, that's the, and that's, that's the kind of hard part, right. Is the, like, you do know, I know the answer, but you can't for every, every Every question. That's the hard, that's the hard one. So, okay. So, who was the first committee member or person to show you like, cause now they, I mean, obviously they haven't the last two years, but they take everybody in, they show people the process. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah, was yeah. the first person to really show you the process? Uh, I, I, I would have to say, uh, Jack Cavance, who was the AD at GW and, you know, kind of part of that, like old crowd of new England, former coaches, a good guy retired now. Uh, and I was introduced to him by RAD Don DeGiulia, who had, you know, found a dog eared copy of the principles and procedures sometime in the mid nineties and handed to me and said, you know, go have some fun. And I, you know, if there was a moment when I thought I could sit at the grown-ups table, you know, around this time of beginning to talk to committee members, Tom O'Connor, uh, who was the AD at George Mason when they did their thing, you know, was was another person who at least let me talk to him, you know, like would would make time for that little guy who, you know, with the pencil and the pad. Uh, but uh, the the Atlantic Ten sometime, I don't know, late, you know, 06, 07, 08 in that range had like a, the commissioner at that time formed a committee of a couple coaches and a couple ADs to talk about like, how should we set up our league schedule? Should there be guidelines for our schools for non-conference scheduling to maximize their chances in front of the committee? This, This was kind of like the early days of beginning to be strategic about this stuff. Right. And to close the gap between the majors and the next tier. Right. Because, you know, units were still a lot of money and they wanted more of them. Fundamentally, that's what that's what they wanted. And Jack was was on this committee and the Atlantic 10 at that time was headquartered in Philly. So they put me on it. Uh, So, you know, like we go down there like one summer day and this this particular season, GW lost one game. Okay. They were, they were a sixth in the AP poll and they got an eight seed because they had like the 323rd non-conference schedule, right? So we're sitting in this committee room and Cavance is telling the other coaches, the other, like, and, and I remember Sean Miller was at Xavier. He was in the room. Uh, You know, Martelli was in the room, like, like some pretty smart people uh i think an assistant for cheney it wasn't cheney but because that would have just scared everyone but like jack's like fellas 
You just got to go win games. And I'm like, and he was on the committee at the time. Right. So like going around the room and, you know, like, don't worry about your schedule. Just go, you know, just go win as many games as you can. It's going around, and, and, you know, like I'm sitting there with my charts and my, you know, abacus and everything. And I'm like, uh, you know, that's really not right. And I'm thinking, do I speak? Do I not speak? You, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm at the grown up table and it gets, and, and plus he's on the committee. He's sitting across the table, right. At, at this moment. And maybe he had rotated off. I don't remember. And he had been really good to me. And, and, and I, Joe, you know, what do you think of all that? I said, um, I said, what just happened this year? Like short of Marcus Camby, the Atlantic 10 has probably never had a higher ranked team on selection Sunday mm-hmm. than, than did that year. And, 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 and I said, Jack, you got an eight seed in Duke's region in Greensboro. I said, like, short of getting hit in the head with a bat, your non-conference schedule, like, like, what am I missing? And then he goes, then he goes, well, you know, like they make us leave the room and they talk about your team. And I don't know what the discussion was and blah, 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 blah. I said, but they let you back in, right? Like you saw them, you looked up and you went, we're a freaking eight. We're 27 and one. Like I looked around the room and I said, fellas, Cheney and Calipari gave us the model. Play anybody anywhere. If that means an eight for one with Kansas, you do it. Right? Like you just do it. Is it fair that they dictate the terms? No, but life isn't fair. <laughs> right? And and then I knew, I knew, because like the other, you know, they don't want to, you know, how to have to kind of play the room. And, you know, there's a little bit of quiet. And Jack says, well, you know, maybe that'll be the way it is going forward. And I'm like, well, let's all agree on that, you know? <laughs> and to his credit, he, even he said, yeah, you know, that might be a trend. And clearly, for a long time after that, as long as the RPI was still involved, it was. Um, okay, a uh, couple, couple, couple quick ones. Did George Mason belong in the tournament when they got to the final four? Uh, arguably not. Uh, now, now here's what's here's what's very important. I don't want to disturb your, your train of thought, mm-hmm. but what what happens is, um, people want to assume that if uh, i'll never forget i was at i was at cbs i'm on mm-hmm. the show, and ucla steve alford and um i, I remember they got in mm-hmm. i didn't think they belonged in and the uh, when we had the, the head of the committee on it's like well they got hot late in the year well they played the, the three worst teams in the pac-12 and won kind of meaningless games mm-hmm. and then lost in the pac-12 tournament and i was like look that said something sarcastic there was no reasonable human being thinks they belong in this field right yeah that and, always gets me in trouble yeah I, that was that was a, that was a tough one I, but it was you know <laughs> like look that's kind of my style is i'll just say a little just say what i think and then be a little bit over the top of, of anyway yeah. so then it comes around to picking games and i picked ucla to win and people are like well that's a contradiction like no, no it's, it's actually not. not it's not not even close not. right so okay so george mason for people who obviously remember, they went to the Final Four, but they lost uh, in the CAA tournament in the semifinals, I believe. And okay. Tony Skin, who is their point guard, who could be their next head coach, I think he hit a guy in the nuts on purpose. And he was. Um, and so he was suspended for whatever. They're... So not only are they a borderline team, but they also aren't going to have their point guard. For a game. For, for a game, which normally that takes you down at least maybe a seed and they got and and they got it right how's my memory uh very good very good but it was the player absence you know but will return thing that was but they also lost to like i'm gonna say like hofster like twice in the last three games hofster Hofster didn't get in or something like that yes yes and and little Thank God neither of these teams is still in the Colonial, so I can't screw them up as much. <laughs> Little known bracketology trivia. 
I missed one. I missed one team that year, and it was Mason. <laughs> no six, and I missed one team in 2011, and it this was year. Yeah. And you know what? Jerry Palm, God bless him. We just agree to disagree on this. They were wrong about VCU. Even more, I think, than they were wrong about George Mason. The bottom line is, like, VCU, look, they played their tails off in the tournament, and they shot, like, 45% from three for a month after shooting, you know, 30%. Great. The kids deserve all the credit. They got the chance. They played the games. They won. Excellent. But that's not the same conversation any more than yours was for picking UCLA after saying they didn't like, like teams make the NFL playoffs that we think stink, but then all of a sudden we like the matchup, right? It happens. Yes. yes. It absolutely happens. And, you know, I look, the only difference is the people at GMU embraced it in a positive way and they liked me. Yeah. And the people at VCU still hate me. No, and they're I very angry. They're very yeah. angry. Yeah. They're what? But that's been kind of their thing is that it's almost the Greg, Greg, uh, Greg Marshall play angry. Which, oh, yeah, by they, the way, by the they, way, the Greg Marshall thing is, is amazing. It's amazing. Um, uh, because he was, when he was at Winthrop, he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I thought he did a fabulous job as a coach. You know, I didn't know some of the inner workings of how he was treating people. Um, no, but clearly, he's pretty good at the X and O part of the. Heart. Oh, he's an, he's, ama- he's an amazing basketball coach. Um, and then he goes to Wichita, and here's here's like here's a story no one's ever heard. So his first year at Wichita State, uh, he takes over for Terge, who left for and I remember Terge took them again that same year as George Mason. He took them to a Sweet Sixteen, I believe. Right? And they, well, they played each other. Yes. So uh, so anyway, so we're doing a a game against. I think it was Missouri State. It still might have been Southwest Missouri State. It's right. in the spring, right? Yep. And Wichita's not very good. Mm-hmm. And Missouri State's slightly better. And Greg, before the game, he couldn't be any nicer. And he's like, um, what time's your flight? I said, well, there's one out of St. Louis, but it's far. And I don't know if I can make it tonight. And whatever, he's like, it was a 6 o'clock start. He's like, I'll take care of you. I'll get you there. <laughs> right? And I go, what do you mean? He's like. I don't like this fucking team. He's like, yeah, it's not, you know, not my guys. It's kind of first year. It's like, whatever. Yeah, right. He literally didn't call it. They, they're down the second half. They went from like down 12 to like down 20, whatever. He's sitting there winking at me. Right. Not, like, not calling a timeout. Nice. You know, games just, big game. Awesome. At least two hours. It goes like a buck 47. And then he, like, he's like the, he's like the, gives me the peace out when I'm done. We're like, <laughs> and we made the flight anyway. Fast forward that. To, I called their games when they beat Gonzaga. I partied with those guys afterwards. It was amazing. That was the bracket buster days. Right. I got to tell that story in the Final Four as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. The next year, they're undefeated. And mm-hmm. my, my argument against them being a one seed was like, hey, look, I did the St. Louis game. That was your toughest game to date. You right. could have lost it. Yeah. You didn't, you, you like, you can't you didn't play even close to the schedule of anybody else. Right. And, and you're like, sorry, like, I just don't think you're a once. If I put you in the big 12, you're going to lose four or five games. <laughs> and you'll still be a very good team, but you're not going to be a one seed. And that, that was when our friendship apparently ceased. Yeah. And I yeah. was the worst human being on earth. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK. You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Yep. Give me a friendship you have lost based upon mm. a eating or something you have said, getting ready for a tournament. Well, you know, I'm so magnanimous when I do it <clears throat> that a friendship lost. Well, there's probably nothing more obvious. And this gives me an opportunity to offer you a, a huge belated thanks for being among many to come to my defense when Archie Miller came after me last year uh, and Archie and I, when he was at Dayton, like I helped them with scheduling and we did some TV hits together to promote the first four in Dayton and, and, and have like the Dayton people are awesome with basketball because they just love it. They don't have anything else. Love it. And, and they're just, it's a great, it's just a cool. I, I have, I have no, and it's funny, like this is a quick aside. Archie was the coach at Dayton. I mm-hmm. did their first four game mm-hmm. against Boise State. Yes, and I said like you can't you can't do that. It takes away from the core of what this is supposed to be about. Right. And I'll never forget that I was doing the game with um with Ian. Okay. With and there's like less than four minutes to go in the game. Yeah. It was an amazing basketball game. Came out of the last possession in Oakland. And uh, I said on air on True TV or whatever like. You, if you think this is a neutral site, there's 18,000 people that, you know, or whatever yes. that, that, that disagree. And this is why so many in college, so many college basketball people are so upset. And the place was raucous. Now it was a great atmosphere. It's awesome. And it was, I had, I, you know, but, and, and Archie to his credit, and I followed that team. They got to the second round, third round or whatever it was called back yeah. then uh, in Columbus. Right. Uh, and, and Archie to his credit, wasn't a dick to me but he was a dick to you last year yeah and, he was. and I, I you know and yeah i it's it's just interesting on how guys like you're you're like me we're just we just call it like we see we're just trying to be fair it has nothing to do with who's friends and who's not and whatever but what happens is when it's about them they yeah. can and it's an it's seen as it's a negative they can some guys completely change how they treat you and i just I made a decision in that moment that I wasn't going to take the bait. Right. You know, I wasn't going to like, and I was like, Joe, do you want to go on the air? And, and I'm like, no, because like he's acting like a child and I want to be the grown up, if, if that's possible. Yeah. And uh, frankly, you know, if, if we were PR consultants, we'd say there's no need for me to defend myself because all of you already were. And uh, the, the one call I made, uh, was, was to Martelli because obviously we spent forever together at St. Joe's and, and he'd been in the, he coached against Archie in the A-10 a lot. And the year they went to the elite eight, we beat him three times, including in the A-10 final. And, and now he was at Michigan. And so they're playing Indiana, right? I'm like, Phil, like, what is the deal? And he's like, Joe, the pressure at Indiana is insane. He said, and it would knock a normal person off the rails. And unspoken was that maybe interpersonally, Archie wasn't as evolved yet as maybe some people at Indiana would like him to be. And I was like, okay, like I can't imagine the pressure of coaching at Indiana. And yeah, but, but you can't treat people that way. No. So, so to me, the disappointment isn't 
that that aired all over the world. It's that it's now been a year and change and he has my number. Right. Like, hey, man, like, just, I was, it was a, I was a bad moment. It's a bad time. Hey, and I would have been like, my kids. Hey, like any, I, any of us, you're reasonable. Anything, you're like, anything. Or, like I was feeling pressure to make the tournament. Well, I still had him in the damn field. He just didn't like the first four. And I'm like, well, screw you. Because, you know, um, like, not to, not to, not to like, like, I'm the bracketologist and you're not. Like, I know more about this than you do. I'm not going to tell you how to defend the high ball screen. Well, the, the, the other I don't part know how to do the, it. The other part that's, that's, I think people have to remember is you, you, all you're trying to do, and you tell me if I'm wrong, is if you were, if you were fly on the wall of that room, mm-hmm. this is what you think that room would be thinking, correct? Correct. Correct. As opposed to, he hates my school. Right. Right you do hate my school. It's okay. You have my, he hate my school. It's okay. I, I do. I'm messing. Okay. Um, well, I'll say this. And it's also funny that, that people will say you're inaccurate when it's not always the case, right? Actually, you go by if you cut out a lot of the human elements to it, yeah. you believe if you go based upon their procedures, this is what you think, right? Like, yes. like that's a, so, so sometimes you miss, like, how many did you get this year? I missed one. Well, who'd you miss? I, I, I had Louisville in, not because right. I thought I it was so hard. Them. They were so hard. I mean, right. they, 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 they play up with Wisconsin. Game. They play up with Wisconsin. They have none of their guys. Right. right? So how do we, how do we, how do we adjust mathematical it, equation yeah. to COVID related issues, which they had throughout the season? And look, the team that, you know, they took Wichita on my board was 69. So, like, that's as close a miss as you can get, right? And then just because I like saying this, and hopefully we'll never have it again, this year we also got 70, 71, and 72 ranked, right, as replacements. And we, I had that in exact order. How, how, did you factor in like, the, how, how did you factor in the Drake thing? They, they lose their point guard. They lost their best player. Now, the best player is supposed to come back for the tournament. Yeah. How did you how did you how did you adjust that? Uh I it was an educated guess. I I, I thought, you know, at at look, their metrics were good enough so that the committee could 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 make whatever decision it wanted and justify it. And those are the situations that keep me up at night. Those are the because like like if you put 10 people in any room on any subject and said, yeah. you have X number of hours to come to an agreement about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not only is it incredibly difficult. Yeah. But if the same 10 people meet a day later on the same subject, it might be a different answer. Um, so that's my, that's my world. Um, okay. The coolest Somebody stopping you on the street, somebody grabbing you, not mm-hmm. a certain arena, be like, hey man, I love your work. Like I wow. I who give, give me the coolest one. All right. There, 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 there's a bunch, but my, my father-in-law in particular loves this one, so I'll tell it. Uh one, two, is it four years ago now? Three years, four years ago, I'm on a golf trip in Ireland. Okay. Uh and, you know, it's the last day, the, the coup de grace old head in Kinsale. Like, if, if you're a golf guy, I've said it, and you know what I'm talking about. And if you're not, just imagine this golf course on a huge rock in the middle of the ocean, okay? Like Pebble Beach, but in Ireland, all right? And, you know, I am a bogey golfer at best. So, you know, I, 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 wayward shots are certainly very much a part of the experience for me. And plus it's windy as hell over there. And if you can start spinning the wrong way with the wind, you might never find it. So I slice one and it doesn't just go over the next. It goes two holes over. Like I am way off target. And, and, you know, this is one of those courses you got to like get a blessing from the Pope to even get on it. Right. So I'm running after my ball and I'm going to get, I'm just going to pick it up run back to my hole, put it in, just keep playing. I'm not going to be that guy that holds up the whole course, right? I'm just not going to be that guy. 
And I run over and I'm about to pick it up and yelling from way down the fairway, the guys in that hole, somebody goes, Hey, Joey Brackets, you can play. Just move Florida up next year. <laughs> True story. So who was it? It was just a guy who liked Florida. Oh, just a guy in the middle of just Ireland. A guy. Uh, just a guy. So we end up at the, you know, 19th hole after buying each other, you know, getting, oh my gosh. And all the other guys I was with on that trip, whenever I see them, they just yell, hey, Joey Brackets, what about Florida? <laughs> Another time, you'll love this, because I bet you've been there. The Outback on Queen Street in Southington. Sure. Okay? Sure. One night, you know, it's championship week. I'm, like, doing my thing. And I don't know how I had an hour off, but I did. Maybe because we had pre-taped the halftime. Who knows? So I'm thinking, I'm going to – this might be my last chance. I'm going to go get, actually get a meal with a vegetable, right, and see if I can't get through this week. Get fried vegetable at the Outback. But just okay. something, something yeah. green, even if it's a painted onion ring, <laughs> right? So, so I'm over there, and you know, I had you could sit at the bar, get a quick because I hate to sit at like a table by myself. Right, so I'm sitting there, and and a segment that we've done. Hell, you could have been in for all I know. The segment comes on, and there's this guy like a couple seats down. He's looking at me, and he's looking at the TV, and he's looking at me, and looking at the TV, and it's kind of putting it together, right? So I go, I go, oh, yeah, that's my twin brother. We all think he's a jackass. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Leonardo, you think he knows everything? What does he know? Blah, 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 blah. So I keep it going, like, the whole stick for another few minutes. And, he, you know, he's leaving. Can I give you my card? And he gives me his card. I give him my card. And I said, I think I got you. <laughs> uh, that was pretty fun. That's good that was pretty fun. Well, listen, uh, you're always good. Great with stuff, me. man. I can't wait to. I can't wait. To hey, see can I say story. one more thing? Yeah, can I say one more thing. We're not time limited here. Uh, even though you know we're not on a regular basis, very cool from afar on social media watching you be a dad. Very cool because I remember when the twins were born, and clearly, you know, that's not now a recent development. <laughs> Here, here's what here, I'll give you. That's very cool. Story. As now, like I have two grown. You know, and 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 out of the house. Well, so my son, my son's birthday. This will drop tomorrow, first day of the tournament. My yeah. son's birthday is tomorrow, March nineteenth, first day of the tournament. Which is what yeah. in in my neck of the woods, Saint Joseph's Day. Ah, for him, well, I, I almost named him Steph, but Steph Curry didn't make the tournament. Remember, his in oh nine, yeah, or oh yeah, oh nine, the year after he didn't make yeah. it. Wow, yeah, he didn't make it. Didn't make the wow. tournament. Well, after after you know we let you win in 04, why don't you name him Jameer? <laughs> good point. Um You're so, good. But, no, but here's good. The, here's the, I, I never here's how much wait, 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 wait. I wasn't done. I wasn't done. I never met your dad, but seeing you, you know, pay him tribute in so many different ways, the best way you're doing it is in being the dad that you are. And I just wanted to say that. And I also wanted to say thank you for the Archie thing, but especially the dad thing. So thanks I, for doing it. I just, this is my thing with the Archie thing. I know you as a person yeah. and I've, I've, I've always been this way and that you're always allowed to attack my work. And this is where you and I were really good. Where we always would go back and forth about things. And at the end of it, we're still friends, right? Like it's just, but we're some talking about people, a basketball game, right? But some people will take it very personally. Okay. And, and what they, I'm not saying you, I'm saying there have been yeah. people that we have both worked with some that you continue to work with mm -hmm. that take it very personally and they lash out personally. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, like the, the, the thing that you do that I, I know, I think, you know, but you don't know if you know is you actually celebrate the sport. We just don't yeah. have enough. People. We don't have enough people that are like just that into the sport, the actual sport, yeah. the actual. And so there's we we try and find the negative in anything. And I'm like, yeah. bro, here's a dude who gets up every morning. All he wants to do, like the greatest thing in the world is the is the the, the reason it all works is the bracket. That's the yeah. reason it makes so much money. Anybody who wants right. to take it otherwise, it doesn't doesn't Open. understand the, that it fits. And this the the four extra teams kind of screw it up, so we pretend like it, these first four yeah. games don't happen. 
Right? Yeah, but that racket is perfection. And that's it is. You create a cottage industry and you would carry very little, little if any bias in it. So and, somebody and, that wants to attack you, the person, I will always have your back, even if I don't always agree with some of your some of your assessments. Yeah, because right? it's okay. But yeah. but but this is the so so here's how how much basketball is a part of my life. My daughters were well, Harper. I have Harper and Grace, they turned 15 next month. Oh my god, you are in for it. It's so so uh 15 years ago in February, mm -hmm. my brother was an assistant at San Diego State. Mm -hmm. They're taking on UNLV. And we all got together. His wife was pregnant. My wife was pregnant. And we couldn't we couldn't figure out how to name these damn kids. We had three kids, we had three kids coming and no names. Mm -hmm. And they found out that and waited until we all Larry Moe and Curly weren't available. <laughs> we we that was pretty good. My sister was pregnant too, as well. It was crazy. And uh, we found out they found out that they were having a boy on that trip. We all met in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we had boy names. They had some girl names. They gave us girl names. And we decided on Harper on that, on that trip when San Diego State played UNLV. But that's not the crazy part. Okay. okay. Here's where it comes back to Joey Brackets and our job and why it sucks sometimes. <laughs> Our brother worked for Steve Fisher mm -hmm. for eight years. Mm -hmm. Steve Fisher is a nice human being. But he was a jerk to me <laughs> after that game because at some point I said, you know, like they're not, I, I don't remember if I said they're not in the field or they're, they got to win these amount of games or whatever. Like whatever. it was just right. Right. But he, you know, like he's like, I can't believe, call me ever after the game. I can't, you know, I got the, all these calls and messages. I can't believe you wouldn't have us in the field when your brother works here. Right. And I go, coach, I go, I can't do that. You can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. Like that wouldn't be like, I can't, that, that's not yeah. fair. When, when, when you guys won the league and you, I thought you deserved a better seat. It wasn't because of my brother or because right. the, the job you does because you deserved a better seat. Right. Like anyway, yeah. he grabbed me like two weeks later, he called me and he said, he called me and he apologized. And he mm -hmm. said, dad, I just want you to know, I, I got done winning a game. I looked at my phone and somebody told me you said something and I watched the tape and it's totally like he was the most, right. he was such a gentleman and yep. he was so apologetic. And then you said, that's what you're missing from Archie, right? That's, that's all you're missing yeah. from Archie. It's like, yeah. Hey man, I was under a ton of pressure, you know, and, and I just lost yes. it. And I supremely apologize. That's all you got to say. And then we're good. He doesn't even have to supremely he just has to be a human being. Yeah. Just like acknowledge the fact that like, okay, I had a bad moment. That's all. Yeah. I got a, I got a left, this little lefty kid. I don't know if he'll be big enough, but he can really, he can yeah. do what I can do. He can really shoot the crap out of it. I can't wait. Uh, hopefully sometime you have him in your bracket. Yeah. Let me, let me break it to you. He's not going to get much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> this is an area of expertise I own. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, I got to run. You're a great, awesome. great day. Say hi to your family and uh, and uh, let's we'll enjoy this tournament. All right, brother. See you. Later. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 